0: Welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your Spirit Guide. In today's episode, we had Rum Society at Kanye Rum Bar in downtown Los Angeles featuring Rum Barbancou, Haitian rum. Shaggy, myself, and Mr. Urban, our general manager, led the crowd through the wonderful line of Haitian rums derived from sugar cane juice. We tried the four-year, the eight-year, and one of the best bargains in the rum world, the Barbancou 15. Amazing, beautiful Haitian rums. Tell your friends about our podcast. If they want to learn more about the spirits they love, always remember to enjoy this podcast responsibly. That means buy enough booze for all of your guests. Nobody wants to feel left out. about <laughs> All right, thank you, Maggie. That was brave slow clap. You did wonderfully. Come, never mind. bring it up. <laughs> Welcome to the Rum Society, everyone. Held in the wonderful Garden Arboretum of the Petroleum Building, built in 1925. Blue jacket. Whoa, someone's got a birthday Someone's 21 today, week. I think. That's what I overheard at oh. the door. <laughs> Happy 21. Drink it slowly. I know that's probably your first drink ever. So take it slow. Alcohol is different than soda pop. All right, just like. She's 21. This is her first drink ever, bro.
1: All right, uh, welcome, guys. Uh, tonight we are gonna taste through Babaku. From the Haiti, Barbancourt. Yeah, Barbancourt from from Barbecue Haiti. Or barbancourt, Barbancourt. It, well, we pronounce it Barbancourt. Oh, they <laughs> they say
0: Barbancourt. I'm gonna go oh, with yeah. what they call it. Yeah. Okay, so this is rum Barbancourt from Haiti, and mm-hmm. in in the rum world right now, there's this like huge movement for authenticity. There's like uh, people are really trying to get to the bottom of like what is the definition of rum because historically. Because rum is made in a bunch of different countries, there's no overarching law that unites the definition of what rum has to be. So it can be pretty scattershot in terms of like, can you add artificial coloring or not? Can you add sugar after distillation or not? Uh, you know, is it column still distillate? Is it filtered? Is it pot still? Now, Haiti is one of the oldest producers of rum in the world. In fact, uh Rum Bob and Cool goes all the way back to 1862. 1862? Wow, Shaggy, you've been doing <laughs> your homework. Yeah, let's try it, let's try it. You're a reading. Google genius. Hey. Uh, <laughs> takes one to know one, all right. Uh, okay. No, but the truth is that these guys have been around forever, and this is really, really special rum to me because I have a little bit of a penchant toward sugar cane juice-based rums, a little bit more of that French agricole style, as opposed to rum that's made from molasses. I love the funkiness that comes from the the cane juice rums, and that's what this the history of this juice is all about. Um, so, I hate you, fresh cane rum. You do? You yeah, said it. Man, I'm all about molasses. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> Have you been to this distillery, Urban? No, no, but I've been to the ah. DR, the other side of the island, the so, other side of the Española.
0: Where that's was, right. And, and, and uh, there's Luca Gargano who is the guy who's like kind of really pushing for more transparency in the rum world right now. And there's, in Haiti they have what they call clarin, which is kind of like the old world style of making that cane juice based rum. But they have like even more intense rules as to really what do. can be clarin. It has to be like uh,
1: Harvested by hand, transported by mule.
0: Or, no, no motor vehicles involved in the transport. Sort of, like. yeah,
1: animal. Uh, it has to be fermented within the 24 hours. And it's a uh, wild yeast, if not mistaken. Yeah. And then stilled. Um, it could be any type of still, right?
0: Any kind of still, yeah. And, and like they have a lot of very like homemade-style stills there. Totally different. But this is uh, the Rum, Barber and Cool is one of the original big distilleries built on Katie, back in the day, uh, do you know what kind of stills they're using their herbs?
1: So they say they double the still. Uh, back in the day, so it was columns, uh, sorry, pot stills. Now it's a three column um, continuous still. So the first one is to remove um, any uh, heavy fibers, second one is just to kind of um, concentrate the spirit. So you get your, yeah. your, you know, first still, uh, column still, second and third, and you're basically at your.
0: So your first run through the still is going to get you about up to 20% alcohol or 40 proof. Uh Second run through the still is going to get you to about 40% alcohol, about 80 proof, and that's what we call rum. You'll have a low wine off that first distillation, which will get you more buzz than just cane juice itself. But what is this first mark that we're going to be trying out tonight? So
1: right now it's the foyer. Four years age and limousine cast. Pedro, we'll, we'll talk about that later because I don't know the difference American limousine cast. Okay. Uh, but this is a four-year-old rum. It's a blend. But they also reduce the fresh cane juice into uh, agua miel, just to kind of
0: have as backup to keep fermentation going, and then. Keep on stilling or ah. distilling. Sorry. So a little bit of what you might call the sour mash technique, using some of the previous batch in your next batch to preserve that kind of continuity. Consistency. Yeah, consistency yeah. for sure. Steve, what's your question? What is aguamiel? Ah, uh, very good question. Honey water. That's why I paid be here. What is aguamiel? <laughs> means honey water. So it's it's not like molasses. It's as they start to cook. The sugarcane juice, the first kind of uh, condensed sugar that comes to the top of the pot is the aguamiel. So it's not dark like molasses yet. You give it another few hours, or even not even that long, maybe an hour, it'll start to turn into molasses. But the aguamiel is essentially the honey that comes out of that sugarcane juice as you start to cook it. So it's very, very light. Carmelized. It's lightly caramelized, it,
1: yeah. It still has more sugars than molasses. Which has very little, and it's uh, it's really disgusting.
0: <laughs> we tried it. We made. We, it's, I wouldn't say it's disgusting. None of us it's wanted to easier. try it. I'd rather do that than suck on somebody's gym socks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to. The I'm room. just saying, yeah. so, like, right, disgusting so is a strong <laughs> word. All right, I'm just saying it's like it might be a little funky, but it's not like you know, like. <laughs> someone's trash. Yeah,
1: we burned that's a, right. <laughs> we burned a uh, we we destroyed a pot just trying to reduce. Oh yeah, we did try juice.
0: to do this as a demo in here. We do we go deep with our education system here for our our bartenders. So, we tried to make our own molasses in house. We took some cane juice so we got from a local Thai restaurant. It's like candy. Fresh squeezed cane juice and it it make turned awesome. into a disaster. It all yeah. like Hardened in the bottom of the pot, and like the spoon stuck in there, and the whole thing just became this thing like, like don't ice. touch it. Yeah, it was like, it was, like, taller, like, it like we taller. had to throw the whole thing away.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. But was uh, just... let's nose this four-year-old rum, and then we'll start talking about uh, limousine cast
0: So go. look for notes like when you talk about like cane juice-based rums. We
1: do have a twenty-one-year-old. Should we tell her how to nose this? How to nose the spirit? <laughs>
0: All right, so this is different from smelling a wine or a beer. It's a spirit, so higher alcohol content. If you stick your nose in that glass and you just smell alcohol, you're not wrong, but what you need to do is like slow it down a little bit. Like, it's, I like to stick my nose in that glass, breathe in gently through my mouth, and like, that draws a little bit of air through my nose. It kind of cools it across the back of my palate, and I can think about like what food words I'm reminded of. For me, I get a little bit of citrus, on this? Honey, honey and lemon? Yeah. Almost yeah, get like a... Vanilla, to vanilla. 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 Yeah, cool. nice. So four years, um, and that's probably stored in a used bourbon cask. Ah, limousine. Oh, all limousine oak? Yes, sir. Those Frenchies. So the history of this brand is it was a cognac family. The Barb Coup family had been making cognac back in France before they came to the New World, um, and the cognac... Tradition is to use European oak, obviously, because that's the trees they had around. Now, to understand the differences between European oak and American oak, American oak trees, which are all bourbon casks, those trees are a slow-growth hardwood that they grow in stands very close together, and they're pretty skinny trees. For a, a tree might be 90 years old and only about maybe a foot in diameter, maybe smaller even. and. Uh, Like I said, they grow in stands because they have kind of a shallower root system. They're not big burly trees. They grow in stands to protect each other so that when a windstorm or a rainstorm comes, like maybe some of them will get blown over but not all of them. The the inherent genius of evolution is they grow in stands to protect themselves when the storms come. But when you talk about like wild oak, when, when you say oak tree, most people envision that big gnarly eight foot wide trunk of that tree like the California live oak that sits out in the middle of a field all by itself and like big storms come and that thing just handles it. Well, in order for a big tree to handle it like that, it has to be flexible. American white oak is not flexible. I mean, it's a flexible dry hardwood. It, it's flexible for making barrels. But a tree itself would blow over in a storm, whereas those big wild oaks, more similar to the European oak, the limousine oak, or the Quercus roja of Europe, they um, they have like much bigger veins in the wood. It's like they they have to be able to flex and bend because yeah, they. Tree. But the the, the <laughs> specifically the limousine oak is much more tannic. Like those tight grain of that American oak gives you. Uh, the, the caramelized sugar of that tree, like when you fire that inside that barrel that's made from American oak, you get vanillins and caramels and like brown sugar notes, very like tight grain make for like very light sugar. But the European oak, like the limousine French oak, that's like much more notes of like black walnut, uh, brown butter, it's much more tannic. Like the the veins of that tree are much wider and deeper, which allow it to be more like um, spongy and and, uh, flexible so that it can survive in those windstorms. Can you eat from, from, from a limousine oak tree? I don't know. Not that many, not that many, because they're not as tall. Like the American white oaks are like skinny and tall. The European oaks are wider, fatter, and they have more flaws because they have like big, like kind of gaps where the. the, well, be the fat, though. But you need to be careful about. Uh, Aging in Europeano, because it it might take on too many tannins and become kind of bitter. Um, So, what did you guys think about that first, Mark? The four-year-old barbecue, smooth, smooth, vanilla, vanilla, beachy, beachy, like so, like tropical fruits. Okay, what else? Sugar cookie. Sugar Sugar cookie. cookie. I get that. I get that for sure. (laughs) What about back here? What are you guys getting? I get that. I like this four-year-old. For my money, do you know what this is gonna run me at the local liquor store? Nope, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. I no, give, no, I'm not much happy. I bet it's gonna be under $25. For sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Easy sipper. It is smooth, but and like, as a beginning taster, for our 21-year-old friend, like the most, common, the most common answer when you ask somebody like for the first time what they're getting off of a spirit, they most likely will give you a texture and not a flavor. Smooth is a texture. So, like, try to go a little bit deeper. When you get smooth, what else? What else is, is in there? I'll think of food words. But I agree, it is smooth. The texture is nice. But the vanilla, the citrus notes come through on that. But
1: it felt like it had a little bit more of like a puckering feeling to my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the cooking. Like
0: one one. That, I, I got that. Sometimes, yeah, that could be from the cooking of the, of the cane juice. Also, those are esters that occur during the fermentation. So the yeast is eating the fermentable sugars, and you've got this molasses wine that's fermenting that you're then gonna boil the alcohol off of in the distillation process to make your rum. But a lot of different fruit flavors. Esters are just fruit flavors that are created by rum. That's what, you know, we call fruit flavors. Or they're essentially esterification that occurs during that fermentation. And It can be a number of different things, depending on what kind of yeast it is. Yeasts are certainly like very variable in the amount of flavors that they can produce. So sometimes they might produce like tropical flavors, like he's saying, like banana and pineapple. Other times they might get more citrusy notes. They can even get like berry notes. It could be cherries or raspberries, things like that. Those are all possible to occur within that fermentation. Do we know if these guys are using um, open air fermentation?
1: I'm sure they're trying to keep the same consistency. So they're using, um, or they're buying their yeast.
0: Buying their yeast, their but yeast. also, so you're thinking they maybe do closed fermentation mm-hmm. there? Okay.
1: Yeah, because since they're a big company, I'm sure they're trying to keep it consistent.
0: So for Haiti realm, um, I. I I'm not sure on this one. There's no additives in this one, right? In rum, rum
1: they say they don't. They say? They say, say they they don't. Know, yeah. But I'm sure there's coloring just for consistency coloring, as well. Yeah.
0: And then um, it's also the H demons are real H demons, right? They're actually... That's well, the they're middle.
1: blends of four-year uh, end and up, yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, um, on the sour note and the citrus note, like, what I get from a lot of rums that have tons of sugar or molasses or some other... You know, uh, something added, like it's sometimes mask that sort of like sourness or like citrus or some of the lighter flavors for sure with less sweetness. Interesting, that's a good point. That's a good point. Certainly, compared to a French agricole, this is very mellow. Yeah, it's not funky like some of those agricole rums. You get like cheesy or briny notes going on. You're not getting that. This is definitely easy sipping rum comparatively. Yeah,
1: and for the proof too, it's uh, 86, right?
0: 86? Oh, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. So 43% alcohol. So now, Calvin and Maggie came around with our second mark. Mm-hmm. What was the second mark here, Calvin? Uh,
1: the eight year. The eight year.
0: Mm-hmm. This is my go-to, the eight, eight year for sure. And is there any difference in the the process just at this point? The Same rum, just a little bit older. Just a little bit older. And Eight and above. So in Haiti, you know, very, very hot summers, I'm sure. And being an island country, they probably have a pretty high humidity, pretty... I haven't been to Haiti, but I would love to go. But, um, so you get a lot of uh, breathing of that rum in and out of the, the, the barrel. It probably get a lot of uh, angel share there. Well, being on the opposite end of the island, I,
1: it, it was very humid during the day and then cold at night. And then random just storms in and out throughout the day. So I don't know if that takes any effect, though. It
0: probably that creates day. a lot of barrel action in terms of the rum moving in and out of the wood. So you can probably get a lot of oak effect yeah. in a very short amount of time, I would think. So stick your nose in this glass. There's no wrong answers. Breathe gently in through your mouth. What food words come to mind as you try this barbin cool eight-year from Haiti? Oaky. Oaky? Good, good, that's great. What else? Caramel. Caramel. Excellent. Orange. orange. I get that orange for sure. What else? Clove. So eugenol. As Rashid would say down in Austin, eugenol is a, a compound that naturally occurs in oak trees. It gives you those clove and nutmeg kind of flavor notes. It's a spicy note. Anything else, yes? kind of, like, get a little bit like,
1: a green grape-like flavor. know. that be
0: from the oak? You say grain flake? Grape. Green grapes. Ooh, wow. It could be some from the oak. Well, you always have to remember that there's a confluence of things happening here. You've got all the esters that are creating fermentation are creating these like molecule strings that then are aging in the barrel over time, creating these like long chains of molecules that are creating flavors, essentially strong flavors are long strings of molecules. If it, if it lasts long on your tongue, it's something that's melded itself together over some time. They'll give you those like lingering flavors of whether it's citrus, Or a phenolic, like a burnt note, or a a burnt sugar note. Those are all molecule strings. I can see the the grape and cantaloupe. It might just be my bubble. Cantaloupe. But they're often very mysterious. Like, A plus B doesn't necessarily equal C in the maturation world. The different confluence of those chemical essences coming together over time create something sometimes completely new. It's like the sum of the parts are often greater than what you think they might be. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely get the orange, but I get like a caramelized banana. Um, But I have another question. Are there any countries that have strict regulations on rum production and what you put in any? I I, I get that they can't do it throughout the whole region. Yes, for sure, like in Martinique. Yeah, they have like AOCs. Like the same as in the cognac world or in the champagne world, they have these like AOCs or you know, denomination of origins, where they're like, you have to, if you're gonna call it this from this place, it has to go through these strict rules, you know? Yeah,
1: Claren from I'm Haiti has their, their
0: own okay. rules. Yeah. Um. But Luca Gargano, what Shaggy was just saying is that, like, he's this guy who's like one of these Europeans who's going and like sourcing different barrels from the Caribbean, these different rum producers, and bringing them back to Europe. And in order for him to be able to, like, charge a good price back in Europe, he wants to be really clear and transparent with what is exactly in all of those bottles that he's buying. So he's pushing for a classification across the industry. Of course, he's that's a huge task because you have to get all these different countries and different distilleries to buy in and, like, actually do it and communicate together. So that's not really happening yet, but you do have spots where they're pretty, Pretty specific about their definitions and then also you can kind of through your own investigation start to sense how different styles happen like whereas like Bacardi that's a Puerto Rican rum traditionally we'd call it Cuban style but it's filtered it's made in big industrial stills there's like certain nuances that you can start to detect that are inherent to certain processes you know like if you're gonna do rum in a gigantic five story column still it's gonna turn out much different than something in Haiti where you know some mamacita is making it in her homemade like still that's in her backyard you know that's like a bathtub with a like a, a barrel on top you know it's like they make really really funky stills and they have many different processes so there's, there's a lot of different variants.
1: I recommend uh, Habitation that whole line they're very clear on their labels. You get the ester counts when it was stilled, when it was bottled. Fermentation, it, it's just labeled. Habitation?
0: Habitation Velier. There's also uh, Caroli and Samaroli. These are European buyers who are going into the Caribbean and buying single barrels from different rum producers and then taking them back to Europe. And it's a smash hit there. Like, they've seen double-digit growth of rum consumption in Europe in the last couple of years. And that's because these guys are getting really into like finding this. like little jewels of barrels like single barrels of rum that are just like exquisite world class b- mind blowing spirits. I think well we're not getting into that right now but I think this barbecue is like absolutely a daily sipper that you can rely on. I love the cane juice based stuff. It's not super sweet to me. It's easy sipping. What's the proof? 86 like proof. So easy sipper. What do you guys think about the 8 year? Do you like it more than the 4 year? Yeah. What about our twenty-one year old friend? Are you you're just like I'm already drunk, first drinking ever. You like the first one, the four year. All right, all right. Yeah. So Maggie and Kelvin are coming around with our third mark here. That eight year is really really easy on the palate. Oh yeah. So the
1: first so one's more like The Second one is more casual,
0: like at home. Yeah. So something you might want to drink at home. That's interesting because like in the in the rum world like I mean in the whiskey world sometimes they say like uh, Richard Patterson I think said that um, there's three kinds of whiskey you've got the whiskey that you're gonna you're gonna take a shot and it's gonna fire you up to go out into the night and then you've got the kind of whiskey that's kind of a table whiskey that you're gonna like stretch out and have a long conversation with and then you've got the kind of whiskey that's like Honey, it's time to go home and go to bed. <laughs> and I think rums can be like that, too. you got those kind of rums where it's like, I'm going to take a shot and get fired up. You got the ones that are more conversational, and then you got the ones that are like really rich and sweet. They're like kind of the end in your evening with this little sipper right that here. I done that. We well, we're at the Airbnb and we killed a bottle of the fifteen year. Yeah, yeah, that and McDonald's. Sounds very
1: romantic. <laughs> it was. It was. Why'd you bring
0: that up? Why'd you bring that up?
1: Hey <laughs> <Yeah>, man, <laughs> it was pretty Don't up be afraid. At the end of it. It's cool.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> cool, <laughs> baby. That's right. The Hashtag no, love is... wins, my friend. It's all good. It's all good. Honor all kinds of love. Love is love. So we're getting into, um, what is this? 15 years. 15, barbecue. whoa! 15-year-old barbecue made from cane juice, distilled in a column still, 15 years in a, in a limousine European oak cask. Like, I,
1: I mean, like, I definitely gash kind of like a uh, like, you know, Pancakes and maple syrup. Pancakes, like pancakes and maple it.
0: syrup, I like that, I like that. Um, cherry and banana. I get leather. Cherry and banana? Leather. Yeah. I don't I'm know Leather. Yeah. Smoky? Good.
1: Very nice, we're gonna make yeah. some fresh leather it. and get some maple syrup,
0: it's like... You know. Some <laughs> breakfast. All right, she's clearly coming up with a new business model. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. It's aged maple syrup cured in a... Uh, leather skin, Jacky yeah, right. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, very be dope. That would pretty be pretty dope. Oh, they, yeah, make that. they make mezcal. They make mezcals down like what they use like hides to. Oh, they do right? Do they the fermentation. Salt. Don't they? They, they do that. Sam so yeah. was
1: telling me that he had a mezcal. Well, he like he was like, do you want to try it? But I was like, I don't know about that. But he had a mezcal where
0: they like leave a raw turkey breast in it. Like, oh, 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 that oh. guy okay, behind you so will tell you all about the
1: chicken breast and the- that's
0: called pachuga. That's a, that's a festival, Mezcal, and that's they actually, it's kind of like an offering to the gods. They like, they put a breast of a bird, like a turkey in a in a Oaxacan village. It's a very valuable thing, you know, like that's like a, you only kill that turkey for a special occasion. It's gonna be for Christmas dinner, or like for someone's like, say again? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. But you, you make an offering to the gods, and like, so you put a little bit of that food into the still, and it actually, uh, the fat dripping off of that meat will actually bring the boiling temperature down inside of the still, make the still work a little faster, and also impart like a, an umami quality to the distillate. That's not happening here in this world. Uh,
1: but in uh, Haiti, and this brand, Babaku,
0: they make their own style of uh, pachuga, but they use spices. Right no, for a, a... festival rum. Yes. Spiced rum. So, like, people have a tendency in the rum world to be like, oh, that's spiced rum. No, tut, tut. Don't drink that. It's crap. No. Actually speaking, there's a deep tradition to spiced rums. All that is is it's a party rum. That's a rum that, like, people are getting ready for the holidays or they're getting ready for a special occasion. Give me and they're going to add year some of their and some. fruits and their own yeah. spices and, like, do no, something no, that's no. going to be like, it's a party rum. I like gonna Make a little punch, a little hot drink for everyone to drink at the the house party. You know.
1: I don't drink during the weekday stuff, but I kind of want to drink this. <laughs> smells really good.
0: Uh, right. So, so stick good. your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What are you guys getting from this Barbancou 15 from Haiti? Leather. Leather. Yeah. Yeah. Caramel for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Light cola. yeah grass. I'm getting like Coca-Cola. I, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah, a in a of good way. A bit of nuts,
0: yeah. Nutty, a little nuttiness. I get like maybe cashew. Maybe, And then I still get that orangey note. There's like to else? me, like all three of them have a little bit of like an orange zest thing happening. Vanilla and like vanilla, uh, that. vanilla ice cream nope. and orange zest. All three of them have a little bit of that for me. The, one. the creamsicle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of that. Nice. God, nice. That's I forget, brilliant. I forget
1: the, there's a dessert where they have the orange peel and they put
0: cloves in it and then they light it on fire. Cafe Bruleau or something like that? Cafe Bruleau. Yeah. Cool. That's it right there. So, Thank you, Hui. That's a good one. Yeah, Cafe Bruleau. <laughs> nice.
1: Alright. Ah, I think I got to see that in New Orleans. How they say the orange and the cloves. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sounds like a New Orleans thing for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I had it. Oh, that's the <laughs> oh, thing you missed no. yeah, That's the day I missed dinner. Any sense of like what this fifteen year costs at all? I can see a lot more, uh, if you tell me what i are asking too much for oh, you, man. Oh my god. If you have a sense of what they pay what we pay here at the bar is about the same as what they're gonna get at the liquor yes. store. Like Google. 80, 80, Ask Google. Oh that's 80, Google. 80 bucks for 50? No is. way. Uh, I'm betting you this is way cheaper. Okay, we're gonna play a little game called <laughs> Google Me. All right, I'm betting, yeah, 46, 46. Total wine is. 46. You want me to tell you the number? Yeah, tell me yeah, the number, Total wine's, wine's at around 50. 49.99. Yeah. All right. 15 year old rum, beautiful Haitian cane based rum, under 50 bucks. Very nice. Uh, does that aging process, and the, the angel's share sort of like condense it, make it sweeter? Exactly. So essentially what's happening a lot of times is just the water is evaporating out right. of the barrel over time. So yeah, that's condensing the flavor. So it's, it's called evaporative condensation. And that's exactly one of the things that happens. There's a lot of things happening in the, um, in the maturation. Uh, but evaporative condensation, uh, <laughs> The evaporative condensation is definitely one of the keys. The evaporative condensation is the kind that you can't remember.
1: <laughs> is that different from Angel Share?
0: Um, that is Angel Share, essentially. Okay. So Angel Share is, yeah, the alcohol that we don't, we have to pay tax on that we don't get to enjoy. Yeah. But thanks for coming out for Rum Society and the Rum Bombing Pool from Haiti. And you can go do, there's distillery tours. If you do happen to travel to Haiti, which I would highly recommend, they need your tourist dollars, go check it out. It's amazingly beautiful down there. Go do, tell them Kanye you. They want, tell them we want to buy a single barrel. Yes, yeah, we're trying to get that. Single barrel 80. That's right. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. This show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide Soc. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember.